Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's the Fortress of Comic 2 podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Erin. I'm Kylie. This is a very racially sensitive podcast. The Fortress is on. <laughs> 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 One of Bill Cosby's very famous characters. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is a creative focus episode. Was to he show... that Albert? Is <laughs> 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 he really? God. I had no idea. Oh, oh he created my. Really? He does like every character on that show. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Man, fed up with you the best. I liked Mushmouth myself. I had no idea. Anyways. Oh. These are new things, Mary. Remember when Keenan Thompson I have was learned. it? Keenan Thompson was fat, Albert. I think it was. Yeah, yeah what a horrible experience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a creator folks episode. It's a show we do once a month where we pull a random comic creator's name out of a bucket. We talk Kenan about Thompson. their career and some books they've worked on. And uh, Mary, who are we talking about this month? She Come on, know. you got it. J. Yep. Michael. Got it. Shrzewski. <laughs> Close. It's kind of slurred. Like, yeah. like, 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 like you didn't sound like you didn't know how to pronounce it. You just sounded drunk. So <laughs> Wait, no, is it? We've now Shazinski. Stop. Shazinski. 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 Damn it. Shazinski. 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 This is going to be one of those. She goes back for more drink. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll see myself up. You're going to pull there's yourself a, out of this situation? Yeah. I yeah. was like, there's something there. There's something there. <laughs> it was right at right the tip of his tongue. Get it? The tip? Hey, yo. Okay. Hey, yo. <laughs> Thank you. Kylie, Kylie gets up and goes to the bathroom. You just hear, stoop, stoop. <laughs> I had it. It was so close. It was uh, right there. Oh. Jerk store. Oh. Jerk store? <laughs> yeah. Oh. What's that it's from? It's over your head. Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld. Oh, fucking jerk Rest store. in peace, Mrs. Seinfeld. Yes. Anyways. J. Michael Straczynski. <laughs> Podcast. It's, it's bad when it starts off the rails. Straczynski. No, it's, it's Straczynski. usually pretty good. Straczynski. <laughs> Oh, I like that one. Skrzgudski. Ooh, even better. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, one this of those is, is right. This is what we got here. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I'm game. J. Michael I know for sure, a favorite of Kylie's. Yeah. Um, I like JMS myself. He's one of those guys that'll usually get everything he does. Yeah. What does he look like? An, well, old, an old white man. You'll find beard. out when I post this episode on Sunday on Facebook. Okay. Ooh, that Yeah, he looks you... like a bald old man. He, yeah, he, he... kind of has a Chris Claremont look about him. Who's that? He's another old white man with Fuck a beard. Fuck you. <laughs> Even I, well, I'll take that on for you. Fuck you, Mary. Um, so Chris he was Claremont. one. Who that? We have, we have a lot of notes for the history stuff. And I actually had to kind of pick and choose. Like, oh, he no. has done a lot of shit. And uh, this this one was really educational for me because I, <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I know he'd done a lot of stuff outside of comics, but TVs for, and movies. For, his, for me, his stuff was comic stuff, so like I oh, didn't know okay. all of what he did, so I learned a lot yeah. in just the stuff getting ready for this episode. <laughs> but I had to, there was some stuff I I kind of picked is, and choose, because it was just like, this can't Chris, be forever. Chris, Cl- I was going to say, Chris Claremont. We're not talking about him today. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Is he in the bucket? Or are they in I the imagine bucket? I imagine he has to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty he's, sure. He's pretty I made the bucket five years ago. No one knows what's in the bucket anymore. <laughs> 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 I 
true. <laughs> it's true. this. Uh, I bet Liza knows her. It's literally a it. bucket list of comics. <laughs> and we've still never pulled Jeff Johns. Or Grant Morrison either. Really? Today's the day. How does that happen? Today's He's the an day. old white man. I don't know. I put Grant Morrison in there 50 it? times. Who is you that? Think I okay. <laughs> it's Claire Morrison. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. I remember no. when we pulled... Uh, Read what? Uh, oh, was X-Men. a name I don't think we mentioned because I think we edited that out. Yeah. We're like, Everything we're not doing X-Men. him. Because <laughs> it was like right Everything before everything went to shit for this yeah. person. And it was like, oh, we're not talking about that. Um. Anyway. He's the god of X-Men. She's, yeah, basically. It's, it's nothing's helping her. She's done for tonight, yeah. guys. I right. go to bed now. She's usually like that, though. Who's J. Michael that? Straczynski was born on July 17th, 1954. <gasps> he's old. He's old. No, he's just 70. He's no, older than no, my not mom. not quite 70 yet, right? No, no, no. My mom was born 67? in 1951. And Maybe she was... 67 or 66. My mom was born in 1951. That means she is 70. When was my mom born? If he was born in 52, he'd be 70. So he's 68. 55? Right. Or he'll be 68 on July July. 17th. Anyways, so he's old. How? 1945 or 1951? 54, right? 54 was. Oh, yeah. Year before Disneyland. I was doing my math. My mom's 55. She's not 55. She was born. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. Straczynski was born in Patterson, New Jersey, and is the son of Charles Straczynski, a manual laborer, and Evelyn Straczynski. A seamstress. Uh, No. Oh. (laughs) Wikipedia is so sexist, they don't listen to an occupation for Awesome. He was raised in Newark, New Jersey, uh, Kankanee, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, Chula Vista, California, where he graduated from high school, and San Diego, California. So he lived in a lot of places growing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Straczynski's family of religion was Catholic, and he had Polish ancestry. His grandparents lived in the area, which today belongs to the, is it Belarus? Is that how you name Sorry. Apologize. Name that country? Name that too. Belarus. That was, uh, Is that, Belarus. Oh, Isn't yeah. that Belarus? Yeah. yeah. So one of those Is things I've Europe? never said out loud. I've only ever seen it written. So I was like, uh, uh, that was a word. <laughs> fled to America from the Russian Revolution. His father was born in the United States, and he lives in Poland, Germany, and Russia. Uh, Straczynski is a graduate of San Diego State University, having earned a bachelor's with a double major in psychology and sociology, Ooh. with minors in philosophy and literature. While at San Diego State, he wrote for the student newspaper, The Daily Aztec. At huh. times, penning so many articles that the paper was jokingly referred to as the Daily Joe. Nah. That sounds familiar, actually. I don't know if this is uh, embarrassing. I never knew what the J was for. I always used J. Michael. I didn't know if it was John, Joe, whatever. Oh, like, it's, it's, I, I'm Joseph. pretty sure his, it's Joe, but his comics were was Joe's comics. Yeah, I learned so that. Today. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty it's sure. Probably, it was... Isn't it Joseph? Joseph. I'm pretty sure it's Joseph. Joseph Gordon Levitt. I don't think anyone it? ever calls anyone. Yeah, that's Joe. not. <laughs> it's it's Josephine. Josephine. Um, <laughs> Shazinsky Shuzins- <laughs> met Catherine M. Drennan while they were both at SDSU. They moved to Los Angeles in 1981, where he still resides. Married in 1983, separated in 99, and they were divorced in 2001. I'm Aww. sorry, they moved and then they got married. In yes. yeah, because they're yeah. college folk. They... Sometime after his separation from Drennan, Shazinsky entered into a relationship with Patricia Tallman, whom he had met with when he was acting in uh, the 1990s series Babylon 5. She's he was there. an actor? When you said that name, I'm like, I know that person. 
She served as CEO and executive producer oh. of Studio JMS in partnership with him. Both the relationship and partnership ended in 2013. So Straczynski uh, began writing plays, having several produced at Southwestern College in San Diego State before publishing his adaptation of Snow White with Performance <gasps> Publishing. Several other plays were produced around San Diego, including The Apprenticeship, for the Marquis Public Theater during the late 1970s, Shuzinski also became the on-air entertainment reviewer for KSDO-FM and wrote several radio plays before being hired as a scriptwriter for the radio drama Alien World. <gasps> I, I'm just, I'm enjoying, I've been counting the... <gasps> keep going. He also produced his first television project in San Diego, Marty Sprinkle, for the KPBS-TV as well as worked on the XETV TV Project Disaster Peace Theater. What? Oh, that's new. <laughs> uh, he worked as a journalist for the Los Angeles Times as a special San Diego correspondent and also worked for San Diego Magazine and the San Diego Reader, wrote for the LA Herald Examiner and the LA Reader TV Cable Week so and People Magazine. So all of these to write. But yeah. uh, have we gotten to his comics yet? No, there's this... a lot of shit before we get to calm down. Uh, Straczynski no. wrote the complete no. book of script writing for writers... Digest, published in 1982. So the book wait. is often used as a text in introductory screenwriting courses and is now in its third edition. Don't wow. hand me. She's been un and interrupting this whole time, and you did no okay. hand movements. But he's finished now, so interrupt. So the marriage thing got me is that the time change, you guys jumped the time. So right now he's still married to his first wife when you're talking about, you can't, you have to go linear. You can't give me the wife and then say. Blame Wikipedia, don't blame me. <gasps> Are you saying you didn't write your notes up? You he didn't put does. this in no. linear fucking order so I could follow the story? Maybe you could do notes next time. No, God, You want to no. do notes here? <laughs> yeah. Fuck no. Unless it's an author I like, but fuck no. But what I'm saying is now I'm Listen, confused. when it gets to Jeff Johns, I can do the notes for no, that. I, you're not doing no notes for Jeff Johns. No. no. I'm not doing notes for no. Jeff Why? Because, because you worthy. gave it up. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse me. I agree. You have given up. Yeah, kind of gave it up. I was. Maybe you could read his book of history. (laughs) Maybe you could read a book. Best part of history. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm putting that on Mary's (laughs) tombstone. (laughs) I was the best part of history, motherfucker. Here lies Mary, the best Best part part of history. (laughs) No dates, no nothing. Uh, Just just the best motherfucking. (laughs) I'll be buried right next to her. It just says Tyler, the best part of waking up. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, continue when I got uh, I'm sorry, did you change your a... name to Folgers? Huh? No. He just likes that, to that say the joke. Uh, <laughs> Listen up. You're not did being you the best part of history, dude. Uh, he was a fan of the cartoon He Man and the Masters of the Universe. He wrote a spec yeah, script in nineteen eighty four and sent it directly to filmation. They I'm purchased his script and here. bought several others. Hired him on staff during this time. He became friends with Larry Detilio. Who? Detilio. He married? What? <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. And when Filmation <laughs> produced the He-Man <laughs> spinoff, She-Ra, Princess <gasps> of Power, they both worked as story editors on the show. What year is this part? That 1984. However, oh, when waiting, Filmation refused to give them credit on screen, both left finding work with... Deke on JC and the Wheeled Warriors. Good for them. Someone yeah. watched. I always called it Dick. 
Yeah. When I was a kid, when it would she come ra- on. I'm like, <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of kids did. That's why, like, by the time our generation came around, it was like, dun, dun, dun. it was like, deek. And like, you had, had a little, little kid go, deek. deek. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, we need to put a kid at the end. <laughs> it. It's not enough for us to spell it out on TV. We, we have to also to... say the name of it. But so to if make they're doing sure. she they're the ones who put her in those heels. And to this day, even as a young girl, I was probably. They were editors, eight. Aaron. They didn't do it. Well, I'm telling. JMS, right now you fuck it up because those heels, they can't He was an editor. I, I, he should have known. Yeah, her. editors know should have been. Put yeah. her in some normal fucking shoes. You yeah. just don't know. God damn it. Shazinski and Detilio, Detilio, also worked to Did create he? an animated version of ElfQuest, but that project fell through when CBS attempted to retool the show to appeal to younger audiences. Yo, yo, yo. While working on Jay, Straczynski was hired to come back aboard the Len Jansen and Chuck Menville project to adapt the movie Ghostbusters into an animated version called The Real Ghostbusters. Oh, they weren't? He wrote, no, a, lot. They were he wrote a lot of those episodes. When Jansen and Menville learned that there was not only a 13-episode order, but a 65-episode syndication order as well, Ooh. they decided that the workload was too much and that they would only work on their own scripts. Dickhead Jan- uh, Gene Chapman. <laughs> The head of Deke Animation, Gene Chalopin, asked Jasinski to take on the task of story editing the entire 78-episode block as well as writing his own scripts, which is fucking ridiculous. After the show's successful first season, consultants were brought in to make suggestions for the show, including changing... Janine to a more maternal character, giving every character a particular job, quote-unquote. Peter is the funny one. Uh, Igan is the smart one. Winston is the only black character was to be the driver. <laughs> and uh, to add kids into the show, Straczynski left at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just the way that you worded that was like, to be able to bring kids on the show, he had to leave. <laughs> made it go a completely different direction. Jansen and Menville resuming the story editing job for the second network season. Straczynski then began development on a show called Spiral Zone, but left after only one script, taking his name off the series because management drastically altered his conception of the show, substituting the pseudonym Fetty's Grey derived from the names of the grave robbers in The Body Snatcher. After leaving animation, Straczynski freelanced for The Twilight Zone, writing an episode entitled What Are Friends For? Hmm. And for Shelley Duvall's Nightmare Classics adapting The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which was nominated for a Writer's Guild Award. He even wrote Twilight Zone comic books. There's some stuff about that. That was some of the last stuff he did before he took a big old hiatus on comics, I think. Straczynski was then offered the position of story editor on the syndicated live-action science fiction series Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Oh, God. Straczynski constructed a season-long arc with lasting character changes and wrote a third of the scripts himself. After one season, the toy company Mattel demanded more input into the show, causing Straczynski to quit. Fucking cartoons. He quits a lot of jobs. I think because he because they come in and they want they want to change things around. He's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Right. You're not doing it the way I so want. What it happens is often it, it almost starts to feel like I'm doing this job. Hey, what about this one thing? Fuck it. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. Good for him. More like, work. Yeah. No. Ugh. You're so bringing maybe- kids into this? No. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> He recommended Detilio to take over the job as story editor for a second season, but the toy company financing fell through, and that season was never produced. 
Soon after the 1988 Writers Guild of America strike began, Straczynski met Harlan Ellison during this time and later became friends with him. Straczynski is an executor of Ellison's collected works. Um, after the strike ended, the producers of the new Twilight Zone needed to create more episodes to be able to sell the series into syndication with a complete 65-episode package. It's a big package. Uh, they hired Straczynski as That's executive story editor to fill in the remaining number of needed episodes. Straczynski wrote many of the scripts himself. In addition, one episode, Crazy as a Soup Sandwich, was written by Ellison. Uh, and after leaving Twilight Zone, his agent at the time asked him to pitch for the show Jake and the Fat Man. Initially, uh, Weary, Shazinski finally did and was hired on as an executive story consultant under Jerry Taylor and David Mossinger. When Taylor and Mossinger left the show, Shazinski left too as an act of solidarity. No! (laughs) Fuck you! (laughs) We got a. Are we getting more of the peel Twilight Zone, though? (laughs) That's what I want. <coughs> what was that? I think Shazinski wins Twilight the award for quit the most jobs. Good? I like it. I've heard mixed things with it. So. I like no it. man has quit more jobs. I know. Than I liked it oh because at least it fingers wasn't like, in the air, walking out the door every time. Like, each yeah. time I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'll go start my own show. What blackjack? You know? It just seems like uh, he's either A, good or be pretentious. Well, I got some good notes for the book I read too. It might, might show up in your notes too, but it goes along with a oh, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, when Mosinger yeah. was hired as executive producer for Murder She Wrote, he offered Straczynski a job as Angela Lansbury producer. Murder She Wrote. What the Shizinski fuck? Has joined he not Murder touched? for two seasons and wrote seven produced episodes. Tell Roseanne? me he quit. Did he do Roseanne? Mosinger and moved to protagonist Jessica Fletcher from the sleepy Maine town of. Cabot Cove to New York City to revitalize the show. Mm-hmm. The move effectively brought the show back into the top ten from the mid-thirties where it had fallen. Straczynski made Jessica an instructor in writing and criminology and he emphasized her role as a working writer with all the deadlines and problems involved in that profession. Okay, so did he quit? Straczynski also wrote one episode of Walker, it? Texas Ranger. For most of your... <laughs> Walker, the- I knew that was coming. I love I that show. I hope it was show. the one where Haley Joel Osment had the AIDS. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I got sad. Oh. A, well, uh, look that up on YouTube. It's pretty funny. Shazinski well, no, wrote an adaptation of Robert Louis Stevenson's The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for the Showtime Network, which was nominated for a Writers Guild of America Award and Murder, She Wrote movie. Uh, Murder, She Wrote, colon, A Story to Die For, which he produced... Did he quit um, Murder, She Wrote, though? It's not saying anything about quitting anymore, okay. so I'm assuming these jobs just kind of resolved I, I'm themselves. assuming the All movie, right. the series had ended, and they're coming back doing, like, made-for-TV movies All I know is I'm, I'm just waiting for that. And he quit. <laughs> In late 91, Warner Brothers contacted him uh, and Doug Netter as partners to produce Babylon 5 as the flagship mm-hmm. program for the new primetime entertainment network. Babylon Shazinski and Netter hired many of the people from Captain Power, as well as hiring Ellison as a consultant and Detilio as a story editor. I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering that Did name so badly. Uh, Babylon 5 won two Emmy Awards, back-to-back Hugo Awards, and dozens of other awards. Shazinski mm-hmm. wrote 92 of the 110 episodes, oh. which is crazy. Yeah, I guess I believe really... Neil Gaiman wrote one of those. But wasn't it really big? Does anyone... For, for sci-fi fans, it's one of those that I've Babylon? never... Babylon 5. Uh, yeah, I've it, heard it's a one lot I, about it. I've so. uh, never gotten into because I know damn well that I would I would sit down and watch the first episode and just do all of it. Um, I believe when he went into that, he had a plan. He had the whole story planned out. So it was, 
So he started. Five seasons? He started Babylon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He wrote two of the hundred and ten episodes, as well as the pilot and five television movies that he also wrote. Wow. So didn't finish. Or oh did yeah. They, cancel it? they finished and they did more episodes. movies. They did movies after that. They told the story he wanted to tell plus more. So the show is a character-driven okay. space opera. Features an inner. Uh, intentional emphasis space on realism opera. in its portrayal of space operations. It also pioneered extensive use of CGI for its special effects. Babylon 5 was produced and broadcast for five seasons, completing Straczynski's planned story arc. Its sequel, Crusade, was produced for the TNT network. However, it ended with only 13 episodes. Production was halted before the first episode aired. Tell! Tell! <laughs> No. <laughs> Cooper's under there. It'll drip on him. He wrote the outlines for nine of the canonical Babylon 5 what novels. Babylon. No, no, no. no. Go back. It was canonical? Canonical, yeah. Canonical? Canonical. Isn't canonical is yeah. a word, yeah. yeah. Canonical? Yeah. You know it from Paul's Burgers, goddammit, Aaron. I was just. The canon. I just liked him how he said it. It was uh, so close supervised to the, other the word. three produced. Babylon 5 telefilm novelizations in the beginning, third space, and a call to arms. Just let him finish. Okay. I was just. (laughs) We're in 1991. Can I finish? He's not in the time. I'm just trying to to listen to what he's saying about Babylon 5. Oh my God. Is he done yet? Is he done? I'd like to point out. (laughs) Before you guys move on. Okay, I'm finished. I was the best part of history. (laughs) The interesting thing is, as wife and husbands, we got two wives, two husbands here. And a dog. Oh, and a dog. (laughs) But Kylie has less patience for me, so he snaps at me. He has less patience for you. So he snaps at you. So when you interrupt anything, he's okay with it. And when I interrupt anything, he's okay with it. But Kylie you know can't never stand interrupts? it. The responsible one. You yep. know who never interrupts? My Koopy. Oh, there we go. I thought she was about to say my Cooter. We <laughs> don't know that. No. Oh. Anyways, continue forth, responsible man. I haven't been born yet. In, in this part of history, they got married and divorced. He, I'm he wrote still the outlines for nine of the. Oh, wait, we already did that. <laughs> um, <laughs> See what happens when you interrupt? Yeah. A responsible man in can't t- pick it up. That's 2000. Sure. It's going to bother the shit out of Aaron. In 2005, he ba- began publishing his is Babylon 5 scripts. No. <laughs> yes, he's married. He didn't God. get divorced till like 2013 or something. I think if you start Babylon 5 over again, because no. you've been interrupted no. so many times. Don't this even. process ended in June Let of 2008 go. with the scripts no longer being available from the end of July of that year. His scripts for the television movies were published for a limited time in January of 2009. Straczynski also wrote and produced the pilot <laughs> Babylon 5, The Legend of, of Rangers, a pilot for the Sci-Fi Network. Wrote, directed, and produced Babylon 5, The Lost Tales as a two-hour direct-to-DVD movie. Mm. Straczynski has long been a comic fan and began writing comics in the late 1980s. Wait, About pause. Comics? Aaron? 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 But see, now Aaron, we're, we're so messed up with the timeline. No. Is it 1980s or are we in the 1990s? It's the 1980s. 1990, You're right where it says in the late 1980s. That, that tells you where it's at. But where's Babylon? Babylon's in the 90s. It is. You fucker. See, you've messed with the timeline of He's events. jumping. I know. I He's hate jumping. it. He's jumping. No, we need a If you paid attention, story. you'd be okay. No. 
Yeah, no, you would. I know, but we've been drinking, you bastard. You give her leeway, give me leeway. No. I don't give her much leeway. Mm-hmm. His work in comics includes adaptations of Captain Power and the Soldiers of Future. Every time you say Captain, oh, I think God. you're going to say Captain Metropolis. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. The you Twilight know. Zone, Star Trek, Babylon 5. <laughs> In 1999, he created Rising Stars for Top Cow and Image Comics. Eventually, he worked mostly under his own imprint, Joe's Comics, for which he wrote the Midnight Nation miniseries. And Midnight Nation. Do you guys know that one? And I illustrated fantasy parable Delicate Creatures. So, that was his at least breakthrough in my... my... Rising yes? Stars was Are you okay? Me, that, if you go back one... It's almost like he was a Rising, rising Stars star. was it right? Babylon Five. Yeah. Rising yeah. Stars was that image though? It was Joe's Comics slash Top Cow, which is image. image. Yeah, it was so, his imprint under the image. Image published the book. Rising yes. Stars did come out first. Before. What did Image have Top Cow back then though? Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Didn't I? Okay. Image colon Top Cow colon Joe's Comics. Well, what was the other? They had a lot. Image owned it. So Rising Stars. Image owns first... nothing. They're just a publisher. So They're I just never a distributor, did... basically. So I know we don't have this point, but I thought this was the type of conversation we have when we first. I know when Rising Stars came out. I you don't, guys. I know because you weren't born yet. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was the late nineties. I was born. <laughs> All right. Well, I was, was old. I was a wee. Lad. He was still wop- wiping shit on the walls. I was. I was <laughs> young. Childhood. Do you think I have? <laughs> but when I was still Stars, learning my CBDs uh, came out, I still remember this is the one that had the multiple issues. Don't you dare pull my pocket out. Uh, we, we had multiple issues uh, of the of the covers. Remember, You've got and issues, the gold. They had the gold yeah. foil yeah. cover yeah. of the Rising Stars, uh-huh. and this is when previews—not previews—it was Wizards. Yeah. Wizard was still a big thing, and they had the Wizard Special Edition. And I still have. <laughs> do you not remember Wizard? The Shame Wizard? No, I don't know the Wizard. But, but when wizard you said the Wizard, I issues. thought of wizard the Wizard. Was a big comic if you, if you bought if you bought the Wizard oh, magazine, okay. there was always a send away for a special my... half issue that would be oh. issued half. Yeah. And they had like Ultimate Spider-Man and so Rising Stars. We and have everything. Tons right. of comics. I went and bought everything Rising Stars. So oh, I have... you did? Did you? Whoa. Yeah. We... So did I. I know, because we have both uh, collections. Because you guys didn't get married until 2000. And even after we got married, we had to have different collections in case we got a divorce. So we had different, we have dual comics. So you guys were double dipping constantly, huh? Mm. Oh, yeah. That's no. horrible. Yeah, so we The did. publishers were happy with you. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed Rising Stars. And once... You dabbled there. I always just assumed if we got divorced, Mary would be like, get this shit out of my house. I don't think it'd be a problem. <laughs> no, I get to keep mine. No, this is, like. it's not that. What it was is how angry people got. Because working at a comic store, I heard the horror stories. People are mean. And women who are, like, mean, they threw comics on lawns. Wet lawns. <gasps> and they would, Wet lawns? I had a guy come in. And he was than a dry lawn. <laughs> no, he was crying. She turned the sprinklers on. She threw his whole comic book collection on the Were they the bagged and boarded? No, I'm not, I hope so, but <laughs> I these are... So. I don't know. I have our own. He has bit. his own stories about that. <laughs> I, I think it was horrifying. I just... I never believe half that shit because I can't mm-hmm. count how many times I've been in a comic book store where, like, someone tells you, like, I used to own, insert, super valuable comic book here until... 
insert nah. tragic thing happened oh, here. Yeah. Where well, it was like, I'm sure you did. I used to have Amazing Fantasy 15 until my girlfriend got mad or whatever. Like, well, no, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Well, it wasn't those guys. It was the You know normal... what I mean? But like, you hit Kylie back me up. You know. Well, no, oh, no, it, I but didn't. it's the normal schmo But you guys get the people has... that would come in and like, I need to close my hold. Oh, what's going on? Well, I'm getting married. Well, you're marrying the wrong person then if they're making Well, and the best is when they were, she would come in and one guy, it was the best, quintessential. She had her nails on. This was back downstairs in the mall in Cottonwood. Her nails, this had to been a $40 nail job to get like, yeah. And she comes in and she's standing behind him and he goes, I need to put some of these comics back. I can't buy them. She just cut her nails down, done downstairs, and I was watching this guy going, "You gotta be shitting me." He said, "Well, I can't buy this comic today." She was standing right behind him, and I was like, "You bitch!" I still remember this. It is, it isn't even the collections. It's the fact that they, they wanted these comics. This was them, right? Right. They didn't get the rooms, right? I had to go put it in my garage, and you're like, "Oh, you don't get a room for your shit." Anyways, moving on. We have our own special room for all of our stuff. That's we've already That's our house. <laughs> we have. Uh, Marvel Comics signed Jim Michael Straczynski to an exclusive contract, beginning with a run on The Amazing Spider-Man Who? from oh, 2001 to 2007. Right after Midnight J. Nation, Michael huh? Straczynski. No, I the guy we're talking Marvel. About. So it was really <laughs> as fast as Midnight Nation. It was the last one. I know you don't remember mm. reading it, but... Yeah. He only had two of his own Oh, issues. I remember. Re- we're reading it right now. Oh, for fuck's sake. Keep going. <laughs> uh, 2001 to 2007. That's a pretty decent run on oh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. He wrote it for a while. Six and it, was, it was really good. And what stories did Through he do? Through all the Raimi years, I too. remember them announcing, this was Wizard Magazine announcing <laughs> that <laughs> J. Scott Campbell is going to do all the artwork. Who's that? And then you're and, like, uh-huh. well, oh, they would, what ass. they would, what Wizard would do is they'd do April, they'd do an April Fool's April prank. Fool. And... If you if the person someone would win a prize if they picked the the article that was the the fake the thing, thing. Oh. and that but this was like a, one of the front page like things and it's like oh shit they got Campbell dude and I even remember when I read that flipping to the front to see what what the date was right. on the magazine I'm like oh this isn't the April okay <laughs> and then it turns out that no he he's only gonna be able to do covers yeah <laughs> like yeah that because sounds right didn't, Ramita Jr. did Ramita a lot of that Jr., shit yeah. yeah he did yeah. a lot of that yeah. shit Anytime you pull in those guys, we all knew. That's what with the uh, Marvel kept throwing that shit down. Romita Jr. gets more shit than he probably deserves. I agree. I, I don't know if I, I love his Spider-Man nice. all the time. Just So what did Straczynski do with Spider-Man? He uh, he did great. Anything no. significant? Well, I mean, he, well, yeah. uh, um, he gave him the spikes that come out of his... Wrist. So the, the big thing then, and this was kind of the start of like, the I, I mean, maybe not the start. Cause I, guess, I, I, guess, I guess it start. Yeah, I guess it kind of started with the X Men movies. Mm-hmm. But this was early in the process of Marvel kind of getting the reputation of changing the comics to match what they were doing in the movies. And oh, so okay. this is the early two thousands. The the first Spider Man movie had come out, and so they wanted, they want Marvel wanted people to be able to leave the Spider-Man movie, go pick up a Spider-Man comic, and it to... I didn't match. Match. At yeah. least somewhat match. Yeah. 
And so they did this whole story where like Spider-Man goes into like a, a cocoon, a cocoon, and <gasps> I remember the cocoon. Yeah, and, then, and so, he like, becomes a spider. Then he had organic webbing and shit. Holy shit! And he I had the, the spikes think... were fun because he was in the middle. He didn't know he had them until he was fighting someone, and Same it came out and, like, like just uh, stabbed someone through the throat. In uh, Grant Morrison's new X-Men, right after uh-huh. the X-Men movie come out, all of a sudden Grant so Morrison's like they were all in black and black spandex to match the movie, right? Yeah. So that's really he interesting. He did. They the, saved him before. Well, he died, about this the Spider-Man thing, I remember. I'm naive. I didn't really. Okay, Spider-Man. She is. It's true. Well, the Spider-Man movie wasn't like my thing. I liked sure. it, but it wasn't like Spider-Man wasn't my favorite character. Wow, you suck. But it makes sense now that you say it. I can't believe I didn't figure out. Because Marvel are such uh, pretty prima donnas, soul-sucking rich bitches. You would know. I should have figured out that they would change Tell the us how you really feel. to make it match a movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought the Cocoon story was, I mean, it's different. I mean, luckily they had a good writer, right? So that oh, yeah. it, right. it, was, so it wasn't a, like, it wasn't a, a, as it, shameful of a cash-in as but it still could have been. But like, it's, it's a little more organic. It definitely yeah, came from upstairs. Was, there, there, there's no doubt in my oh, mind. Yeah. That came from upstairs. They're like, hey, but here's kind of what they want. And same thing. Towards the end of J. Michael well, Krasinski's... Left. He left at the end. He's yeah. like, fuck it. If you're making... If you're doing this, I'm leaving. It was the it Towards was the, the end of his run on Spider-Man was when Spider-Man 3 was coming out. The big thing in Spider-Man 3 was, hey, we're putting him in the black suit. So they, they told J. Michael Krasinski, you gotta put him back in the black suit because <coughs> we got this movie coming out and we gotta make some money. And he said... And he did he it. Did but it. Then he did But oh. then he said, fuck you. No, it I'm wasn't... It I was, he said, fuck you because it was the... What the hell was the storyline? Back in black. uh... No, it was when they killed off the whole Mephisto thing. Oh, brand new day. er, One more day. One more day. One more day. Brand new day was the one after. Yeah, that was when he left, and I think Casada finished up the last few issues because he was like, "No, I'm not doing this." Because then they want to change what happens. There's a microphone right there. Oh, so (laughs) yeah. Fuck you guys. I actually liked Back in Black, though. I thought the Back in Black stuff was cool. But what they wanted to do was. Backpedal on killing somebody, right? Someone died. Oh my god. Aunt May was gonna die. And so something happened in the universe, everything changed, and then all of a sudden this one issue they were supposed to backpedal. Even this us is, as right. this, this is, is when it's, they... it's considered one of the worst mainstream comics of all time because oh, yeah. And they, when is this? Like two thousand seven. So okay. what happens is there was to, yeah. to, to for for context, right? In two thousand seven uh, Mark Miller and Steve McNiven do Civil War, and That's then right. in, in Civil they War, Spi- Spider-Man, yes. un- yeah, reveals Spider-Man, his identity yeah. to the world. After that, in the Amazing Spider-Man comic book, they do a Back in Black storyline where everyone knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man now, and everybody, um, yeah. The Kingpin puts out a hit on Spider-Man at first, and then they end up shooting, shooting at May. She's not dead, even though she's 99 years old. She should old. be dead 20 um, times over. She's on, like, life support, and it's like, why would you keep this woman alive? Yeah. Just let um, her go, no, this is a great. This was a great time to just let her go. Yeah, it would it would have been. And so instead of letting she's her die, dead. Spider-Man makes a deal with Mephisto in exchange for his marriage with Mary Jane to save Aunt May's life. To save, a, like, a 90-year-old woman. Well, and life. they take they take it back that he unmasked himself, too. They yeah, undo that, that as right. well. Okay, yeah. so... But, but is... the big thing was that, like... The, the they did away with the marriage, the marriage and the unmasking. So yeah. where, where, and people hated this is, that, This is my right? issue with oh, Spider-Man. It's, it's horrible. It sucks. Where they had... 
he's unmasked after all these years. They have years of stories they can tell at this point. Yeah, yeah. it was. And then, nope, nope, nope let's take it back. Within, within a year. Within yeah, a let's year. And it's yeah. like, uh, uh, getting a little off topic, but it's Spider-Man related. When they killed him off, like when Doc Ock switched bodies and he died. So Spider-Man dies. Mm. That was a year before they're like, we got to bring him back. I'm like, oh, you've got so much cool shit you can do now. Yeah. No. No, so let's go back to I the do same remember shit. it was exactly at this point. Like credit to DC's point, at least when they killed Superman in the nineties, right? Like, like, they, they, they let him stay dead for a red hot minute at oh, least. Yeah. Like they at like, least there like, was no title. They like, like explored a world without Superman for a while, and they're like, even when Superman did come back, it's like it's the Eradicator and well, it's Cyborg Superman. And what happened? I think at this point, in when I was reading comics, Look at this guy is adorable. Look at his legs. It's really freaky. <laughs> but uh, I like the back of this was right when I was getting into comic. Two thousand eight. That was like right, the okay. right at the tail end of Shazinski's run. Like this was. That's normal. So this is super nostalgic for me because like me walking to comic book stores for the first time ever as a teenager was like Civil War was basically brand new. This right. was going like no, it so. Was good. So this to me is like oh. There when it, those... Blackest Night was about to come yeah. out, it was a it was a wonderful time. So here I was though with this why haven't they made a Blackest Night movie, like you animated don't want or not? DC. You don't want Are you that. Kidding? You, you don't, don't want no. You yeah. wanted that ten like, years ago. Yeah, you don't no, want no, it now. No. So here we have this Spider Man and JMS. Right, we go. have this guy, and you're like, with Hallelujah. we all knew as readers. This was not the best move, right? Even I, as a con, I, I stuck. You didn't like the back in black? Well, no, I didn't like that moment where Marvel sold out. When they sell out. Oh, they always that sell moment, out. That particular well, I, moment? It's we all, all they've done for 30 years. Out, so. right? We all knew it. But I think as a reader, for me, I remember this going, oh, this is fucking bullshit. I actually stopped it. I didn't give a shit after that point. And I read everything. J. Michael Straczynski, but mm -hmm. even that, you couldn't take it back. Maybe I had, at this point in time, I had more respect because I remember he stopped for that particular mm -hmm. storyline. I had more respect for that because it was a, it was bad. It was just a I bad I agree. And like, so like my, you my said, question to you guys is how much, how much blame, what's, what's the right amount of blame that J. Michael Straczynski gets for One More Day? Because I don't really oh, give I don't him much. He gets it. He yeah, should I don't, get it. I, I don't really give it. I mean, I he he ha, his name is still on the though. book. He has he for yeah. me. He has to get some. But Joe Casada to me is the Joe because he, he he's he's the head guy at Marvel right? at this point, right? Yeah. Um, and he is kind of the falls under that you know Dan DiDio syndrome of like, yeah. I don't like the idea that Spider Man's in his thirties and married because it makes me feel old. I don't know if and that was it. I we need I really a young Spider Man up again. Reverse time, do the whole thing, and I, I hate that they, I hate that they did that because they refused to let a character progress naturally. Because there was a lot of people, including myself, that really dug the idea of a Spider-Man that's in his thirties and he's married, and you know, what I, mean? I didn't need the high school or early twenties Spider-Man anymore. We kind of done, we kind of did it, it they you did know. It, yeah, I, I like the idea of like. You know, letting things keep going, see where it goes. That's well, that's what annoyed me with every time they'd make a big a change. Babies. That 
someone somewhere would freak Have out whether it be the fan base or the head mm. honchos like no we need to bring this back same well, reason why dan didio doesn't like nightwing right he, he spoke publicly about that several times he doesn't like nightwing Wally because West. nightwing ages batman well again i think this also comes to the fact that and Wally, yeah he doesn't readers, like legacy characters right you're selling comics right here we go you can't have a linear effect because Batman will eventually die. And people would then have to sell old books, right? And so the artwork is old, though. We know a data comic. We can right. see it. You even mentioned there's some, even in the newer stuff that we read, mm. you're like, oh, well, this is dated. Midnight Nation with her little crop top and her panties. Sure. So if you had a story that continually... And that guidance counselor? What a whore. She was a slut. What a whore. <laughs> she was a slut. slut, Irene. Um, Why are you calling Irene out? Because she made that comment about <laughs> What did he do after But wait, Spider-Man. before you go Whoa. there, though, I know we're moving it There's on. There's more meat on this bone. But wait. I, so there is, because I have one the, last thing to say about the Spider-Man. The trick comes into too. is you're in a horrible position as a comic industry because do you maintain an individual batman spider-man mm-hmm. do you mean these stories have to be relevant to everybody at one point in time whether you're young old middle-aged whatever the fuck so even if that character grows are you expected to have someone younger watch equivalently to a black and white movie yeah that people may or may not get like casablanca or are you supposed to have the people i've never seen (laughs) i know what it is i know thank god all right or are you supposed to have the you know so i feel for the comic book companies one way or another i do see both sides because it's never going to be the audience is Mm -hmm. never one hit and if you're expecting someone to appreciate the genre that it was back when I was doing it versus now versus the, and it's minutia almost mm-hmm. in a way, right? Because that one book is just this one little part, but the artwork, the style, the story. Joe Casada's pages in One More Day are fantastic. The book right. itself looks really good. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if there is a right answer. I do know that Marvel did at that time rests on a lot of ego i think marvel and quesada they they held a lot of power at that moment i think comics being scared of change oh it was is really what's hurt the big two the most of anything over the last 20 years or so because they couldn't think outside of the box right because when you look at some of the indie books that have had long sustaining runs that weren't afraid to let the stories change go yeah and develop and everything um or end invincible for you know there's a lot of them that just they let things run i mean walking dead's another one that's but they change a ton of time yeah but 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 don't be afraid of change because at one time right at one time uh alan scott's the green lantern yeah but right you, and you look what Batman? happens you know what i mean at one time uh why, why can't i give his name Quagmire. the original flash <laughs> quagmire really jay garrick was the flash right but they weren't afraid to change it and then you know and then you get to a point where at one point barry allen's a flash and then at another point there's a whole generation of of people that for for them the Flash is Wally West. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and then but and then when you 
get scared of that and you get nostalgic of that and you go, well, let's put Barry Allen back. It it, it comes off as such a slap so in the face Marvel to people. Mar- oh, Marvel's the That's, worst yeah. at it. Oh, yeah. But I mean, so but, but, but DC's like, guilty of it, too. Both, both of them are, are terrible with it. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think that's what's holding Marvel and DC they back. They only allowed the, certain characters anything. to get that, like, oh, the Hal Jordan is my Green Lantern. Oh, Jon Stewart's my Green Lantern. With the Flash, the same yeah, thing. Could you see it? Wally but West. like they never had a new Superman. Wally they never West had a was new the Flash Batman. for 24 yeah. years. In the main Flash book. 24 years. That's a whole generation of of comic oh, yeah. Probably more than that, really. And I mean, how long does, now, most people though, don't read comics forever. They read it for a period of time. how do you make Batman a new Batman? They, they they wouldn't know because they've never tried. They did, yeah. it. they did it with Asriel with Nightfall. Again, this is Kinda. what my fascinating thing is: is like, but was it the, long the enough for a generation even... to no, be not like, this is no, Batman? Not, no, they're, they're the closest to do they've ever like got is Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond, and a lot of people do like that character. And I think, oh my god, he's adorable! I love it. I think if he was given the chance to be Batman, who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I well, think it's a I mean, dual it, side. Grant Morrison had Dick Grayson become Batman for a while, and yeah. a lot of people like me, I love that That's, stuff. Because yeah. it, it felt like the natural progression exactly. of things. Exactly. But DC will always go back to the status quo. Mm-hmm. And so I so think, Marvel. I, yeah, and I think Especially this, if they've got a movie coming out. This, this, uh, <laughs> this sliding timeline it. is really bad for them, I, I eventually, because... You know, Okay. For a lot, of, for a lot of people, they never like, gave a shit about Ted Cord in their whole life, and all of a sudden Jaime Reyes becomes the Blue Beetle, and, and they're they, like, "What yeah. about Ted?" Cord? The superhero right. name. What they don't, what they don't, I guess what they don't get, and what they're afraid of is just like the superhero name can live on, whereas like the Clark Kent or the Bruce Wayne, especially the Bruce Wayne, he's just a normal human being. He will die. Like, but the Batman name mm-hmm. can still live on there was a time where it seemed like dc really got that for a little while where they leaned into the legacy characters and then over the last 15 years or so it's like they've done they've done everything to put everything back to where it was in 1985 i think it's also come on own up guys as fans we are not very willing to give up a lot I, of them are not. I am. Yes. I am. I am. I'm totally I know. fine. With it's you. one of those things where it's it's person to person. It's a person to person thing. It's yeah. nostalgia. That's entirely mm-hmm. what it yeah. is. I didn't mean to offshoot Jane Michael Straczynski. No, but I, I thought this is a conversation that yes. was worth having because that was one of the big like whenever you oh. have this type of conversation, one more day is one of the biggest yep. books that comes oh, up yeah. in that discussion. So it was and, worth talking about because and this book was much bigger than Jane Michael Straczynski because it was kind of the start of. All Everybody questioning. Er, I, I guess Flash Rebirth. I think might have been before this. I don't know. Maybe. I thought he was. The, either way, they were all, all kind of around pretty, that same yeah, time. Yeah. It may have what, been. What did? What else did you have to say about Spider Man? Because if it's the same thing, I wanted to talk about. It, it was just that there's a lot of people, including myself, that wouldn't mind to see Spider Man in his later years as oh, he gets. Okay. You know, it wasn't. Uh, it didn't have to do with that. So mine was. Um, I believe this was the Straczynski run. It was the Gwen story with the twins. Uh, was was that? Was it? Str- I think it was Straczynski. Okay, that's um, a bummer. If that's true. What? So <laughs> these these this uh, female and was male it? come into town, yeah. and they they kind of have the same powers, and they're trying to kill Peter Parker. Come to find out that they're 
Gwen Stacy's kids. And then the origin story is that it was... But the, who's the daddy? Norman Osborn. He whisked her off to Paris and they did the nest. Fans hated the Fans Ew. lost their shit. Gwen Stacy, what? It twist? sucks. It's, it's my, Oh, my, my thought of... I, again, I'm in the minority on this. Like, everyone's like, that's Gwen Stacy so pure in this. And I'm like, oh, wait, you're, you're talking about a, a high school girl... The, and there's this powerful rich man. Yeah, no, that that never happens. Well, no, I, mean, I don't the, see the, that happening at all. The, it's not that it's like so unbelievable that you could get there. It's just like, but it's ew. more just like why? Uh, called why drag the out the the reputation of this character that is dead? Oh, that's God. mostly thought of as this pure character. You know because what I mean? It was, it's more just like not? why drag. That her through the mud for that. Oh, I, because I don't know. Because I just, it was why not awesome. do something different? Like I, I guess. Don't know. Okay, so here's. I, I'm 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 with. Because the, I'm okay the with the difference, people. but I'm also like you. <laughs> like, okay, no, and that's what I like about it. It's it's fucked okay, up. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah. I, I don't I'm know. with Kylie uh, on this. Should we get back well, to the next? Yeah, yeah, let's get back uh, to history, uh, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm with Kylie, The though. thing that I'm okay. the best part of. Uh, Shazinski and artist John Romita Jr. crafted an acclaimed story for The Amazing Spider-Man number 36 uh, in response to the uh, September 11th September attacks. 11th. Uh, he wrote and co-wrote Which several... wasn't a big deal. It wasn't. Not all the time. Back to the interruptions. Uh, he wrote <laughs> or co-wrote several major Spider-Man story arcs, including Spider-Man The Other, uh, Back in Black, and One More Day... <laughs> I love that they list that. Uh, he later wrote several other Marvel titles, including Supreme Power, Power, yeah, Supreme Power, Strange, Fantastic Four, Thor, and the miniseries featuring the Silver Surfer, and a what-if scenario, Bullet Points. Uh, Straczynski announced on February 23rd, 2007, that he had been hired to write the feature film adaptation of Max Brooks's New York Times bestselling novel, World War Z, for Paramount mm. Pictures and Brad Pitt's production company, Plan B. Uh... Taking screen story credit on the finished film, which, I mean, that came out, what? So he did it or he didn't do he it? He did. He did. And if you've read the book, C. it's very different. He did the, the movie? Book. Yeah, he did yeah, the movie. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay. Yeah. Oh. Which is completely different. Straczynski is credited as a story writer along with uh, Mark... Oh, God, I'm going to... Ruffalo. This. Mark <laughs> Protosevich for the 2011 film Thor. Uh, he also makes a cameo appearance in the film. His first appearance in a movie and his second appearance as an actor, the first being Sleeping in Light, the final episode of Babylon 5. Uh, Straczynski was part of the writer's room to develop Godzilla vs. Kong, though he was uncredited on the final script. Uh, when his exclusive contract with Marvel ended, he announced as the writer for a run on The Brave and the Bold for DC. He collaborated with artist Shane Davis on an out-of-continuity original graphic novel, which would become the Earth-1 storyline. yeah. yeah. Uh, starring Superman. The story features a young Superman and focus on his decision about the role he wants to assume in life. Did we did we do that book on Combo Club? Yeah, I right, that's it. right, that's right. Okay. I was like, didn't we just talk about that not long ago? Um, on March eighth, twenty ten, it was announced that he would be taking over writing duties for the monthly Superman title with a story arc entitled Grounded. Um, started out good. This this is that storyline if you remember from you know, God, ten, twelve years ago now. Where Superman was walking across the country, and it was kind of cool. Kind of doing Forrest Gump. 
Yeah, it was kind of cool because they leaned into that to where certain states had certain issues where they would buy, oh, this is the issue where Super like they did one, we live here in Utah. They did one where Superman was in Utah, and that was kind of cool. They did one where he's in Vegas, one where he's in Arizona. So, which is just smart for DCs, right? Because it's like exactly. people were going to go buy that issue even if they weren't comic book fans. They're like, oh, Superman's in our hometown. Um, he also. Uh, took over the Wonder Woman title, beginning with issues 701 and 601, respectively. Less than a year later, he was asked by DC to step away from both titles in order to concentrate on the second volume of Superman Earth 1, which is better than the first one, in my opinion. Uh, handed him over to Chris Robertson and Phil Hester to finish his Superman and Wonder Woman stories, respectively. In 2012, Straczynski wrote Before Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan, which we also Fuck did yeah. on Combo Club, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. so we, we did Straczynski a couple times. Did we? Drawn by Adam Hughes, uh, he also did Before Watchmen Night Owl, which was drawn by Andy and Joe Kubert. Mm-hmm. Uh, second volume of Superman Earth One was released later that same year. This is what's funny. Um, it, at the San Diego Comic Con in 2015, DC Comics announced The Flash Earth One, a new graphic novel from the Earth One line to be written by Shazinski, said to be published in 2016. It is 2022. Never came out. Yeah, it still, <laughs> still has it. Uh, Dynamite Entertainment. Do you, think, do you think it was? Fuck you. Yeah, he's like, you know what? <laughs> fuck you. And, uh, the Earth One line. I mean, they're still obviously using it somewhat, but for a while it seemed like they had more plans to do oh, different yeah. things with it. And just it didn't. They, yeah, it could have been their their ultimate. And the Earth One. Universe. Well, the Earth so One cool. line is kind of what the All Star. Like, like when that's Dan, what they that's yeah when yeah. Dan, when Dan DiDio came up with the idea for the All Star line it was like we're gonna put our top creators on our top characters but they're gonna be out of continuity stories mm-hmm. so the first one to come out was All Star Superman from Grant Morrison and then they did the Frank Miller Jim Lee All Star Batman and Robin which I don't think ever um, finished yet. no and then the the third one that they that they plan to do was Greg Rucka was supposed to do All-Star Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. Yeah. which never came out and then eventually he Greg Rucka got to do at least a version of it when he wrote Wonder Woman just for the main title when they did Wonder Woman year one so then I think Earth One kind of became the second version of like okay we're gonna put All-Star creators on our top characters and out of continuity stories and uh, I mean, most of the Earth One books—they're pretty. If nothing else, they're fun. They're interesting. Yeah. Some of them get more off the wall than others. It's just like they're, with they're, the companies. It's just like fucking stick to it. If you're going to announce it, this is what you want to do. Stick to it. Yeah. Like you want to do All Star stuff. Stick fucking to it. I, I I'm also really sick and tired of them like backtracking with the, with the teams that they're getting. Like they are getting these All Star teams, and they have other shit. Because right. they are big guys, so it's like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go over to Image and do this creator shit that I want to do. Right. So yeah, I'm not gonna do this anymore. You know, so as, as Jay Michael Schitt sure. would say, "Fuck you." That's just gonna be on his headstone. Jay Michael Schitt. Fuck, Fuck you. you. I'm quitting life. <laughs> <laughs> Dynamite Entertainment announced in July of 2013 a new 12-issue Twilight Zone comic book series penned by Shazinski. series ran for its projected 12 issues from December 2013 to February 2015. Art by Gulu Villanova? Gulu. <laughs> Gulu. <laughs> that little Kramer in it. 
<laughs> Come on, Jerry. The Google. Uh, Shazinski was announced as the writer of Terminator Salvation, The Final Battle, which was a 12-issue comic book series from Dark Horse, along with artist Pete Woods. And in 2020, Shazinski was named head of the Creative Council for the new comics publishing company AWA, where he was responsible for creating the shared universe used by many of its writers. That's the end of the notes. That And that's with me... Taking liberties of oh, like yeah. this probably isn't as important. Like there was there was more. There was de- this man has done a lot of. Thank things. God you skipped over Ninja Assassin. It Terrible. was in, that, that it was in there. It Terrible. was in there, and I took it. Aaron loves it. Terrible. Well, Mary, tell us about the book you didn't read. I didn't read oh. Resistance. I did. I'll talk about it. Thank God someone did. I've talked long enough. I will tell you exactly. I will tell you. I read exactly. Nothing. Nothing. Four panels of it. And then she's like, you know what? I'm the best in history. I'm done. (laughs) And then I was like, you know what? The best of history. And then I was like, you know what? (laughs) Tetris. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least she's fucking honest, huh? Aaron, That's not cool. our books kind of coincide a little bit, right? Who I should think, go first? I think yours goes, and then it goes to that one. Is All right. Kind of well, wait, I'm last. Okay, should I go first? Okay, I just felt like I talked for a while, but I'll, I'll go. I don't fucking care. I'll, I'll go quick here. I read uh, The Resistance, which which is now the AWA book. Written, of course, by J. J. Michael Straczynski. It's drawn by Mike Diodato Jr., who I've always liked. Oh, Diodato's awesome. He's, he's really good. Um... It's funny because uh, I had no idea what this book was about because Comixology sucks now since they did the update. They don't have like the synopsises for books oh, anymore. No really? So like that seems weird. That's, it's, it's, it's it's really stupid. Yeah, it's really stupid. That sounds stupid. The, Comixology needs to get this shit together. But anyways, <laughs> get your get shit. Get your shit. So together. I literally knew nothing about this Take book it to the at all. Store? I okay. literally saw the cover and was like, okay, this is one of the newer ones. Volume one, download it and go. It didn't give you a synopsis because I read a synopsis. It didn't give me one. Oh, well, maybe um, it's a man user. I think whoa. it is. Wow, what a whore. I it's, didn't know. I was just saying it could have been a woman user. There's I don't women know. getting their special privileges again. Even don't though even I'm logged in right to your account. I have <laughs> You guys need to start the podcast as the privileged women who are the responsible men. No. No. Because he we says it in a derogatory way. They got excited and they remember they're both lazy as fuck. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. No, I meant the excuses, as in... We're too busy. Yeah. She may have been, but for me, that was the biggest derogatory statement. If you can talk about races, I should be offended with that so, one. At some point, we need to do a Wait, lost podcast. Wait, we're going to talk about racist? So. You should be offended. Offended? What? Privileged women? How is that racist? It's not. Oh, we're talking about resistance. <laughs> Tyler, anyways, what is resistance? Anyways, um, the resistance, is again, I, I knew nothing about it's this. It's Jewish? Book. What? It's about um, a global pandemic, which yes. was seemed, oh. seemed a, uh, one of my picks of the week was the first issue of this, and it was right when COVID had hit. <laughs> and I remember talking about this on the podcast. I'm like, this hit a little too close to home. I yeah. might come back to this later. All right. um, so this book, yeah, it's about a... a I, the name of the virus, it's like it's like the XVN1N1 virus. Like they have a name for it. I forget what it's called. It's not memorable, but it does and it doesn't matter. But the, the idea here is, is this virus is like the deadliest thing of all time. Like when you contract this thing, you have like days to live, basically. And oh, the virus ends up killing like four hundred million people. I mean, it's like a massive just. Four hundred million. And. What? Um, so when the thing first kicks off, you know, of course, the world goes into panic. 
and uh, experts in the world are saying like if this thing continues at the way that it's going, mankind has probably a year, maybe less. Like at this rate, like we'll, the, we'll be extinct. There's just no way. And th- there's no answer to it. They don't understand it. There's no cure, no vaccinations, no anything, no treatments, right? And then one day, for whatever reason, and they don't explain it in volume one, so maybe they do later on. For whatever reason, all of a sudden, one day, they explain it like a switch just gets flipped, that all of a sudden it's just over. And the people that were contracted, that had the virus when this happened, uh, a certain percentage of them lived and they got superpowers. <gasps> but all of a sudden, the people aren't dying anymore. Hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting to see the effect that it has on the world. Um, but it's 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 kind of crazy to go th- to live through what. If we've... I remember correctly from the first issue, mm-hmm. they they get their powers, but they only have a they ha- have it for a certain amount of time before they die. Right? right. Isn't there something yeah, yeah, yeah. along those lines? Um, there's a really crazy scene early on before the pandemic has stopped, right? When the virus is just killing everybody. Um, and they're talking about how the virus hasn't entered the country yet, but it's getting closer and closer. And so they just bomb the shit out of this one country and like nuke the fuck out of it to try to kill it. It's like, damn, um, a lot of government stuff. There's a lot of UN Mm. meetings in this book. It's very dialogue heavy. Straczynski can be sometimes, um, it's but never he does, it, he does it well. It's he not, does it well. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like, like Scott Snyder sometimes. Well, yeah, so, yeah. Snyder sometimes is is real heavy. Where it's like, oh my he God, doesn't man. need to be there. It, well, it's just like it's like a novel, man. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, like Kevin Smith. Go, yeah, Guardian Devil is pretty bad, oh, but no. it's really good. No one can top that one really issue, good. man. But um. But um, but, hi, mate, mother. Uh, <laughs> hi, they're in the same universe. Your mom because is. nothing in telepaths connected to that storyline whatsoever. Okay. I yeah, mean, it's the same. Universe. I know they're supposed to be. Yeah, they're supposed yeah. to be in the same universe. So should I go next? Uh, yeah, because I mean that's basically okay. the. Gen- I don't want to give too there, much. There away, is. This they, is still a fairly new. They book. did a one shot, and they did another like four issue series. It's so. one of those things where like, if you if if I was to uh try to. You know, recommend this book to somebody, and someone was saying, you know what, after everything we've been through, I don't know if anything involving global pandemics is something I want to be. I, I would really say, you know what, I get that entirely. If you can get past that. This was written before any of this happened, though. That's it came out in October of 2020, that, so I mean. That's what's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Oh, yeah, sure. interesting. Well, I mean, they've been talking for a couple of years that, like, we're due for yeah. some sort oh, yeah. of. Oh, no, honey, couple. Know. I mean, well, like, like I said, when I read no, that first issue, like, I mean, you know, Bill Gates sh- gave that big TED talk, and that was that kind of went yeah. viral for a while. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The idea here is if you can get past that and look at this, it's really good. But at the same time, if this is too much and it's just a little bit too close to home, I would absolutely have no argument to that. Don't read this book. You know, find something else. But if if you can find enjoyment in it, there's enjoyment to be had. So, Aaron JMS wrote what's called Telepath. Who drew it? J. Michael Straczynski. That name's familiar. What what else? Steve Eptig. I don't know. I don't Uh, know. I'm looking at Marvel stuff. Okay, I think that's what I remember him from. First, I 
one of my heroes is an infectious. Is somebody a telepath? No, my hero is an infectious disease doctor, and she's been. And she's a telepath. No, but she's been explaining that they all knew this. She's psychic. Ago about the pandemic. Anyways, can she read my tarot cards? No, but I'll stop. I know a few people who do. Could. Spell the last name. E P T I N G. That's how I spelled it. Epping. It did look familiar. Epping. E P T I N G. Epping. It was a well organized story. It was definitely Straczynski, and it did have that flavor of what you were talking about in the Resistance, as in there was a phenomenon, a natural phenomenon. That occurred that changed people's lives. That they got superpowers. And one of them, some of them are telepaths. No, they're all basically telepaths. Or telekinesis or anything that you can think about. Tele-something. It was actually kind of curious. Telephones. Could be, yes. They can call people in their minds. Yeah, a little bit. You Hell yeah. You read this book, man. Oh my god, I no, did. she did not. You know she never reads anything. Come on, guys. I don't read anything. I do think you can see us except manga right or now. Or a um or a theme with him because he does do that thing where you're talking about when you're saying the UN meetings. He does have a lot of governmental meetings. So what was interesting here is the news. He does have this way of uh, the reality of uh, newsreels where everybody goes, hey, this thing's happening. And the news goes, really, is this really this big of a deal? And they're like, well, no, wait, this seems really important. And they're like, well, no. So they call <laughs> that is it, not real life. No, yeah, it never happens. So it's any this, small little thing, the news is like it's the biggest thing. So I thought he did this really well. It's solar flares, and it's the radiation that comes off of solar flares, and they're saying gives us superpowers. A little bit, but bad things can happen as well. So get cancer. They're explaining that the the individuals of she's done astrology or whatever physics the uh, solar flares astronomy a little bit of all of them though astronomy's too but there's physics and all of this solar flares are going to happen and there's a really big one and, and it's going to cause tidal they waves don't know. they don't know they said radiation a lot of shit like that the fantastic four the fantastic four well. What happens, though, is what was really cool is he set the story up to cover prisons, presidential elections, police officers. uh, The solar flares are going to cause those things? No, he was setting the stage as in the all of the characters were at different phases in the community. Right. And the solar flares are going to... Do you see the name of the book? The deterioration of mental fortitude. This even phase me, guys. Do you see the name of the book? Telepath. It's gonna cause telepaths. So So when the solar flares, the 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 telepaths will be able to telepathically do things. There is no telepaths to begin with. It's gonna. It's gonna erase it. They'll die. Oh my god, I don't know. The but cover what looks we like have... the most generic movie poster <laughs> for the last 10 years. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm... Telepaths. <laughs> That's Luke Cage, though. 
It's oh, that's absolutely occasion. So here we have this scientific racist, event occurring. Everybody in the media going, is this really that important? And the media or the scientists going... Global warming. Not necessarily global warming. They were focused on solar flare, which was they don't know what happens to radiation. So they go back and he well They, they don't know what happens to radiation? <laughs> no, as in like there are multiple forms of radiation, right? Yes. There you go, good girl. So there are multiple forms of radiation good girl. Good girl. Um, that occur and everybody does... Every human body has different genetic codes. Yeah, they do. So what I'm doing is trying to figure out and read the room with these four drunk people here. Do you want me to continue on, or do you, you want so, me to just? I like, you, I like that you included yourself. <laughs> you included yourself. Oh, yourself. I'm drunk. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> do you want me to wrap this up, or do you want me to keep like? I'm listening up? to I you and this... worried about my book report. I want this to turn into baby teeth. <laughs> don't don't overdo it because you want people to read it. So don't give it all. I'm not. I'm not fucking giving it. She hasn't it. even I got even to anything. I'm, all, I'm still going back over here with the radiation. Because Mary's like, in radiation? And what? Oh, Superpowers? Brief. Brief is key. Let's... I'm not even brief, baby. All right. You have boxers? Should we... <laughs> well Tidy done. Whiteys? I do have. I. It was a... <laughs> Now snort. <laughs> there were so many. Okay, this. You know, Brie. There are so many good things about this book that I can't even get to. God damn you! Um, it's baby teeth all over again. There's amazing things about this book, as in. That feels like an eternity ago. Do you want me teeth? to stop? No, sorry. <laughs> What no, we're talking you? about baby teeth. When Kylie tried to explain baby teeth. No, 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 I teeth. know that, but he he seems really pain. Here we have a book. It's amazing. If you have a <laughs> chance, telepaths. Yes. Do, do it again. Is it, so, <laughs> so we have a book? So is this an ongoing? It's, no, it's just a mini. All the AWA stuff is, is well, mini Well, it could But you said somewhere. resistance okay, well, leads into it is. this. It's a, it's, a, it's a universe. Okay. But, but like, there's more no resistance in that one book, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like I said, saying. there's a one there's shot. More. There's that. There's the... Oh, I can't remember. So the I'm saying, is, is this it? This trade? Or is I there more of this? Is there a volume two? Yes, there is. There might be a volume two. That's what I was asking. Yeah. It should okay. have a volume two because it's very fascinating. So Let's be honest. They have amazing things about what happens is if everybody becomes telepaths. If you have half the society become telepaths, there's a lot of con- uh, conjunctions about holocausts or camps. It wasn't a big thing. It wasn't no. a big deal. You know, it's very... He doesn't hit it in a very, like, heavy way. But it's true. Your whole government, the United States, everybody's government are... Are based God, on government. <laughs> They're based on secrecy, and if you can read someone's minds, if sorry. half the population can read someone's minds, what happens then? The government takes control. But that's the problem. Is government. that you have half the population? Doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Has the power to read someone's mind, and then they have the power do random things and then there is this possibility that someone may be leading them somewhere as in 
kind of like the concept of uh, I, it reminded me a little bit and this is why I think you should read it it reminded me a little bit of Close Encounters of the Third Kind where everybody felt and they never answered it which really pissed me off they everybody felt that they were being led somewhere that there was a higher higher kind power. of not a power but a voice <laughs> or a, a feeling Nothing explained about, like, I thought it was going to go aliens a little bit, but nothing led there. He did a very good job, and this book is really worth your time to read. Um, I think you guys would find it fascinating, and... Kylie was at a music festival one time, and he was a higher kind of power. Oh, many times. Well, I guess that means it's over, and though you guys should read, you should read it. It was worth it. There was some I, I'm interested because cool I like the resistance. Um, and so I'm interested just in playing in that world a little bit more. I didn't want to take it up your time. Keep going no, on. you're fine. The, right. um, we did a creator focus on Benjamin Piercy. Does that sound right? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. It was a long um, time ago. So I don't remember We read that. his AWA book, which was Devil's Highway. Okay. Yeah. And at that point, it was only the first volume, but they have done a second volume. Okay. I like so, Benjamin yeah, Piercy. I, I, I really do. I, I can't imagine they won't do more of it. Kylie? Especially so. Do that without me. You read the, you read the Speederman? You're drunk. No, I didn't actually. Oh, you didn't? I was going to. I am. Um, but I decided that was a little too mainstream. You read what? And I, you know what? Let me finish. Can I finish? Baby can, teeth. Can I finish? Hey, can I finish? Baby okay. Okay. Who wrote Baby Teeth? Donnie Cates. <laughs> that was Donnie It's not who we're talking about. Uh, did that we was, do a creator uh, focus? Yes, we did. That's when he talked about Baby Teeth. Is it? <laughs> Keep it together, oh woman. So I Hold decided to re. Uh, well, I didn't reread the whole thing. I read the first four issues of Rising Stars. Mm-hmm. You failed. Well done. How, How was it? You got the the, the bitch who <laughs> didn't failed. read anything. I did nothing. The one, yeah, and the I'm one here to give you shit anything. about it. It's yeah. like you. <laughs> I know. Don't don't go there. No bitchy bitchy. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> so it's a 24 issue. I thought it. And you read four so of those? Oh. 24 issue limited series. And you was, got a D. That's honey, not passing. Wow. It's okay. Wow. <laughs> I got an F. I know. You, no, yeah, but no, he got more than that. He got. Because <laughs> he went Aaron, back to Rising Stars. He got the D. <laughs> You got the D on the download, baby. This was this was August of '99. <gasps> Nuh-uh. I'm gonna pull this out, so don't spill shit Augusta? on this. <gasps> this is our special limited edition, leather-bound, autographed. Wow! Oh, autographed, limited to 1,500 copies. That's awesome. Ooh. Oh no! We By one J. Mekleshinsky. They did. So it's three acts. I got the first two in the leather bound. They never did a third one because oh, I I don't know what happened with that. But yeah, it was a bit poopy. But it was it's a <laughs> it was a bit poopy. It was a bit you poopy. guys really need to read this book. It was so. What good. was it called again? Rising, Rising Stars. Stars. Thank you. It's um, on Comics Comicsology Unlimited. If you have it, oh, uh, check it out. Definitely. Um, so I think you guys would like this. Um, who drew it? Um, I know um, Gary Frank. Gary Frank did covers. <gasps> Hi. You did good, uh, baby. I think that's this is probably where he he got he learned of Gary Flank, Frank. Gary Frank. <laughs> I'm drunk, so I'm worried about doing this. Um, you got this. baby teeth uh, all over you. Who's the guy know. that uh, that? Uh, never mind. Hold on. Never mind. I don't, don't want to derail this anymore. No, it's it's gonna be bad. I'm sure. 
Uh, so basically, I will not it's, it's a thing. I think they call it the event. I can't remember what it's called. Which or is the, a or cool the, thing. the flash. Um, flash. Basically, this comet comes through the sky. Um, and uh, it's crazy. It's a- people who were either conceived or given birth during that time. There was 113 of them. They had powers. And it's it's kind of like a, Umbrella Academy. Kind of. I, I always looked at this as a little bit of Village of the Damned. If you'd ever seen that movie, it was the. Sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, it was the it's evil the, little kids in the that town. That was. They were like, Mama. It was Children she- of the Corn. No, it, uh, that's not it at all. At least for Volume One, it's K E U Cha. Q Cha. What Q-cha. was curious about this? It was simplistic in that it wasn't like radiation from a solar flare there just happened they didn't know what it was yeah there just happened to be something that passed by the sky right okay but the comet yeah 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 it is but across the world and so that was the coolest thing is they couldn't find all of the young children no it just hit this one town was it? Yeah. Or was it? So were these so, people? I need to know. Were these people already pregnant, and they gave birth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, so the t- I, I just want to reiterate: uh, Rising Stars on Comicsology. You can read the the compendiums on. So I mean, you get like Whoa. all of it. So it's not and even. That's, so, so they did the twenty four issues, and then they did there was three mini series that focused on different mm-hmm. characters. Which oh, is cool. okay. Like sometimes they give you like the first volume or two. Okay, so for, they have for, the whole for, for free shebang. with comics. Yeah, you get the the compendiums. Oh my God, this okay, is really good. compendium one and compendium two. I don't know if that's all of it, but either way, it's that's two. That's a lot though. Two compendiums worth. I, it's got to be all of it. So. That's, yeah. All right, Patty. Um, so basically, it's like uh, mutants. You don't know you have the powers until something happens and kind of activates them. And it was um, a school. They were getting school photos taken. Tell you like Jubilee, you destroy a VCR. Exactly. And it, there's a big <laughs> rainstorm going on. Yeah, the artwork. And is the the school collapses on itself. The teacher's about to die, and this little kid holds up the the rubble, basically. And the school photographers there are taking pictures. And of course. So of course it gets out that this happened. Cool. Um, so then the government gets in and needs to figure out what the fuck's going the on. The government? The government. <laughs> government. Um, and so basically they're, they're having all the... They're, they're trying to narrow this down to what's going on. They're having the, the parents come in and they're filling out forms and they're trying to find out, you know... Right. The, and there's one there's one parent that's like, I don't want to give you any of this information. And they're like, that's, that's your right. But... This is for the safety of the child, and if you're doing this, then that's negligence, and they can take your child. Basically, threatening the parents, you know, it's it's the government. I like that artwork a lot. It's 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 kind of Gary Frankish, I think. I I agree. Feels very. uh, He said 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It it feels like that. You can see it right now. Yes. Um, But it 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 goes basically. the gist of it is the, the first few issues, they, they kind of go through and tell you stories of certain characters and their powers and, and everything. Um, the, I'm not going to get way into it because I'm just going to go off the rails on this. But the, the gist of it is um, the 
they're called the they call themselves the specials basically a lot of them just want to lead a normal life um if they stay in the town where they're at they're fine because they're kind of monitored and whatnot if they decide hey i want to go move somewhere and do what they have special bracelets they put on so they can track and keep track of everything get it get together with local law enforcement to let them know what's going on uh but uh some of these people start getting killed off oh shit i'm just doing shit I'm dropping stuff. I'm sorry. Um, That's no! right. <laughs> they start getting murdered. Uh, yeah, some of these people start getting murdered, and it and it's the the lesser powered ones, basically. Like the 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 second person to get murdered is uh, a man who's basically invincible. Mm-hmm. He has like a, a like a a weird force field around him. <laughs> How does he get murdered? I'll, I'll That's I'll the get big into thing. That. This, the, this said, is the second. That's issue. what he said. Basically. <laughs> It's, it's, um, like nothing can penetrate him. He can't. He can breathe, but is like it like poisons, a Siler thing? A little bit, yeah. Ooh. But but basically, there's a doctor who has come in at the beginning when they were all kids to know all their powers and kind of learn. They put them into a camp and kind of learn what all their As abilities are. And this doctor is basically. You know, he's hired to take care of these kids and do this stuff, but he's also hired to, like, hey, what happens? if shit gets out of control, how can we stop these people? So he's the one who knows how to, you know, he comes up with their weaknesses. So this guy who is basically unkillable, he, you know, all, all he gets is he falls asleep. He can't feel anything. If someone touches him, he can't feel anything. The only thing he can, he, he the only sensation he has is, tasting stuff so he's he's pretty big because he just eats food a lot because that's Mm -hmm. the only sensation he gets um so he falls asleep someone comes in ties him up puts a bag over his head he needs air to breathe and that's the thing that kills him um they they find out early on when they're kind of not younger but probably in their teens or whatnot one of them dies um and they found out that Basically, out of the 113, if someone dies off, the power has to go somewhere, so it go it distributes to the rest of them evenly. Mm. So, really, yeah. wow. So, yeah, so basically, what they think is going on is someone's going off and killing everyone to just gain all the power. Oh. And I'll to, yes. yeah, to it, separate. It's, it's very cool. And um, as it goes on, it, it becomes the Rising Stars was. A unique. You haven't seen anything like this before, at least at my time. He he takes superpowers and and he, puts a realistic twist on it, um, and a sad twist too. Because oh yeah. these there were storylines of this. I remember that it was heartfelt because these people, you know, the idea of a Superman, right? Mm-hmm. But radiation and the superman didn't really mix and so here's this individual trying to do things like carry things to places and the radiation slowly kills them and it it, but it was a it's that mystery storyline still to this day he was still able to do a whodunit in a marvel kind of like i i ideal world right like who killed these people and there was individuals i I still think, did they not figure out who one of the people were because they never knew he had a superpower? There, there was a few people that um, were were in on that because they 
they were born in that time period, mm-hmm. and but they never manifested powers. So and they let them go. Basic, no, they didn't. No, they they didn't let them go. They were still oh, tracked. That's true. Um, but it, it basically all it was. Um, you would manifest your powers when the certain thing would come about, and it would have to come manifest. up to defend yourself. Yeah, I guess so, right. like. Kids would find out they could fly if they fell off of something and then they could levitate. So kids were ending up getting on roofs and jumping off to see if they could fly and they oh, were breaking bones and shit. Yeah. Um, but bad. there's there's All one right. girl in the, in the fourth issue. There, it's Because um, the first few issues are just dealing, just kind of telling you stories of separate people. And there's one lady who is working in an office and they're going to go out for drinks and they're like hey bring your scrapbook with you because she grew up in the camp with all these kids and she never had powers and so she goes to the bar and she's she pulls out the scrapbook and is telling them stories about all these different people and a lot of them are the prominent ones you'll see throughout the book and then at the end this one guy who's kind of a new guy kind of gets the nerve to ask her out on a date and and she accepts and they're kind of walking down at the end of the book they're walking down the alley and and she they're talking about how she had never had any powers and whatnot and at that moment like a car kind of swerves out of the way and they it hits a cat in the mm-hmm. road and kills the cat this is it and they run over and the guy is kind of traumatized and he's like oh it's, i just you know i'm like i didn't know the cat but it's it's an animal and it it, it affects but. me and and she comes up and she's kind of petting the cat and she's like oh yeah it's it's really horrible i wish i could do something about it and kind of pets the cat and they get up and walk off and as they're they're, you know, down to the next block, and you see the cat, like get slowly get up and walk away. She's had powers, but she doesn't know, like right. so she can bring things back That's to life, life and oh, has okay. no idea. So I, it's it's amazing this whole concept, and it it's it's dark because it's reality. Because mm-hmm. sometimes things aren't happy in reality. It is it is good. Let me tell you. Let me give you the one. Let me the tell one, you. <laughs> the one little quick history thing. So it was. Uh, August 1999, month, monthly first at Top Cow slash Image Comics, and then went under the Joe's Comics imprint. Within a few months, however, there were unscheduled artist changes, unexplained delays. Mm-hmm. The comic itself, it, it's itself. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this was supposed to be a 24-issue thing. He had it all planned out. The comic itself came to an unexpected halt after issue 21 to, due to internal arguments between Straczynski and Top Cow. <laughs> he was cut out on the loop of the potential movie that was coming out, blah, blah, blah. <gasps> and basically, yes, basically he's like, fuck you. So it took months for those yes. final three issues to come it out. It was a long Because he walked away and he's like, I just fuck remembered something amazing that I, re- I can't believe I forgot to mention about the resistance. So that there's this amazing scene with... Uh, again, the people that survived the pandemic got superpowers. There's a lot of them that have basically, they're, uh, I guess, kind of organized by the government to do like. Chief, yeah. They do the government, as they say. Government. The government. Where they go and then they, they do like public appearances at like malls and birthday parties and stuff and they like do like Tiffany? tricks kind of things basically <laughs> so there's one guy that he has powers and he's going down there and he's talking with the guy and and uh, the guy's basically telling him he's like you know he says you have to um basically register with with the government and to, to get your a card basically that allows you to do public appearances and things like that and he says think of it almost as like a driver's license right he says, you know, it's it's 
you have the ability to drive your car on government roads. It's like you register a car, mm-hmm. almost like whatever. And um, the guy he says he says wait he says so he says so there's a there's a there's a national registry for superpowers. And then the guy goes no. And then both characters turn to the camera and they go, and there's no reason for anybody to have a problem or sue over that. Like, basically oh. kind of a, a thing yeah. at Marvel. That made me laugh so hard. He has It was that. the best part of the book and I forgot to mention it. It just popped back in my head. I was like, I can't believe it. I, I make sure I, I gotta make but sure. But you can that. see a theme in his work. The, well, there's a, I'm sorry, there's a thing in Rising Stars mm-hmm. where one of the, the guy who becomes like the Superman and yeah. he's working for, he, you know, he has like company support and whatnot his name's flag with two g's he wears the american flag and everything and there's a thing where they're they're staring at one of the billboards of him and they're like yeah i hear they have to change his name because flag is a trademark of this guy named chaken and he's not letting him use it which is howard chaken and he did a comic book with the guy named flag and i'm like oh that's kind of a little dig at somebody it's (laughs) interesting though because you can see his theme in my book uh Telepaths. Thank you, because I was looking down, <laughs> I saw my beer cans, and I was like, oh, beer. Um, telepath. <laughs> oh, beer. He has the same thing, where it's the government coming in. The government. government. <laughs> Did I say it? Government. He has that. Goddamn government. He has this feel of, you can tell, uh, if you psychology in the if you psychology if you have a psychology, you psychology major yeah. he has a distrust of gov- distrust i even do you psychology that. much distrust of government do you even psychology bro you have this issue of government says something and they take it back right so you have telepaths. government never does anyways i he has the same theme at least in all of his books i enjoyed well because in my book they were that too but like you said i'm going home they had to have a card right in our book was that kid that always got mad and left <laughs> and went home and took his toys like he just he just carried that with him his whole life every time like the most minor inconvenience he's like you know what fuck all you guys I'm going over here I still go back to the Ghostbusters you're bringing kids into this but you know what fuck you I'm going home into the Ghostbusters of all these like fuck you all I'm going home Oh God! Uh, the last thing I'll say about stuff. J. Michael Straczynski is that he's uh, amazing. Is that his name to me is associated with with a quality that's like, whenever I see his name on a book, I know the book can only be this bad. It's you know true. I mean? Like, yeah. and that there's few writers you can really say about that about. It. So it's like you know the floor for him is very high. I didn't think about that being it's only this bad. Mm-hmm. Well, no, like, that's like, not worst cool. Case in, no, worst case scenario, it can only be this. But <laughs> yeah. you know how good he is. Like exactly. Like, at worst, the book's pretty good. So exactly. My yeah, yeah, yeah. let's is flip it. Is I was saying, if it's Straczynski, you know it's going to be good, rather than it's only going to be it's this just what bad. He said, yeah. Yeah. This bad. He just said it in a much cooler way. Well, Whoa. Kinda, but <laughs> he said it Mary. was more. <laughs> wake up. Wake up, Mary. Mary, wake up. <laughs> Tell the people what they should God be doing this week. Reading, watching, listening to. Boop. <laughs> Hold on, I need my. Uh, <laughs> the picks used to be about comic books, you guys. 
I have a comic book this week. So I do it. not. Mary, Boop. give him a pick. She's wake Tell up. Tell him about the ultimatum. Oh. There's an ultimatum. I guess I could pick the ultimatum. Well, no, there don't, no, don't make it about him. Make it about you. What do you want? I'm just trying to remind her of things she's watched. I've seen the ultimatum. Um, oh, that's a that's a show. What it is was it? a show. It's a reality TV show. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to pick it. It's a garbage show. That's it's a garbage show. But I'm not going to pick it up. You, you, you pretty pick? much said that with a reality show. Yeah. I mean. Oh no, it's straight trash. <laughs> but I'll I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. <laughs> I'm going to pick. A, it's a Netflix show. It's called Pieces of Her. And oh, it, did you like it? It had the chick from. I don't know who you're talking about. The blonde the older lady. You know. she I was don't know. Piece of her. It was. Okay, piece... let her let her do it. I don't know who that is. I don't recognize any of these people. But pieces of her is basically, it's a daughter, daughter and a mother. Something happens that they almost die in this restaurant and. This the mom, the mom saves the daughter by mouth to mouth killing the killer oh. uh, in a strange way that people are questioning because she got stabbed through the hand. She killed the killer with the same knife that she was stabbed in the hand with. Well, that's easy. So, it, but she didn't take it out. That's the thing. Oh, well, then you just go... I love the so, phrase jamming in her jugular. Anyways. <laughs> um, so this daughter... And so then some people come and try to kill <laughs> kill the mom. And so the daughter is now trying to fig- piece together why her the mom. past of her mom and being like, why are these people coming after my mom? How does my mom know how to kill a man She's with a nice... Stabbed through her hand. It was still stabbed through her hand. Like it was, yeah, yeah it was like that. <laughs> but like sliced him. So, anyways, I'm not finished with it, but it's very intriguing. I'm gonna pick it because her, I'm just like it's hereditary. What the hell? Is what you're thinking about the mom? No, yeah, I've never that, seen that. Uh, what wow. the you need to see fuck? I uh, it's already been spoiled for me. I'm not gonna watch oh, it. Well, then oh no, it she's amazing. <laughs> her, Hereditary. If you, she's an amazing actress. Is that your actress. pick? That's no. my pick. Okay. Pieces of her. But no. It's a, it's a series then. I'm it's a series. Yeah. You and me talked about it was on Netflix, but yes. I think it only Did has they, like okay, maybe cool. like eight or so episodes. Aaron. I'm getting there. Hold Aaron, the fuck up. Pick? Fuck. You gotta be ready. Come no, on. I am not. You bastard. It's not like someone edits this anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's called. Wave, W A V E. Listen to me. Is there oh. another way to spell wave? <laughs> <laughs> w A Y V E. It's good. That's good. That's good. W A I V E. Okay. Let's go. Yes, there is many no, I, different there, waves. Yes, I get it. But... Wave. Wave what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Wave, listen to me. Oh, I'm sorry, did we interrupt you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I'm just slowing down. 
At least it's we do it responsibly. It's by my, uh, my uh, comic book artist, Which Hiroko Samara. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a comic book called Wave Listen to Me. It's the one that I, uh, I'm learning how to read backwards because oh, Mary manga. taught me. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah, manga, but it's, yeah, okay. it's a yeah. fucking comic book, but it just happens to be... It's a manga. Manga. It's a goddamn book. I get the manga. Is manga, manga. like re? Is that the word for manga? Yeah. Is it man- manga? Manga? Manga. Man- my- yeah, it's a type. Yeah. Anyways, it was a. It's, a type. it's volume two. My my husband got it for me. It's awesome. I read it one morning. Is this new? Oh, was it? Yeah. You must have done this recently. I yes. was asleep. I'm sure. No, you were. Is probably this the at work. one that you picked before? Could uh-huh. have been volume one. I don't know. It was just awesome. It was <laughs> with the girl. She, yeah, she. Okay. This time though, it was pretty cool. If this you time is a boy. But no, this, but this it was interesting <laughs> in that I don't. I guess I don't from? think about manga being. Maybe it's that conversation I had with my little brother and but you, it's where it's that normalcy of manga, where he, even he shut up. <laughs> manga, manga, I don't care. Manga. Even he was saying that there are really cool things about normal, not blood and gore. Like he, my little bro watched a manga about a kid who wanted to play piano. And he watched this whole episode and he's like, there's not like danger or arguing things. It was just about this kid who wanted to watch piano. And for some reason, when you think about this, you're thinking blood and gore. And he he said that since Play the Mortal, he wanted to move away from that. And here you have, it's a news radio station. See, you're lying, April. What was that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Lie in April? Never mind. We'll talk about it later. A lie in April. So, the cool thing about this particular issue is they talk about War of the World. In that... It's this this news broadcast that no one knew was happening. But and if it was War of the Worlds, it wasn't really happening. Exactly. She it was, was supposed to. No, it she was, a was hoax. supposed to. It was a hoax. But in this version, he's talking to her and he's explaining about War of the Worlds. It was her killing the boyfriend that stole money from her. Like and you do. He, and he was like, well, well yeah, here's money. this news story, and you, you're going to go on live and act like you're in the midst of a murder. No one knows it. It's in the middle of the night. No one knows you're going to be killing your boyfriend who has stolen all this money from you. Right. She messes with it a little bit at the end, but it's brilliant. The way he writes it, there's no Blade the Mortal normal gore, but the story is... Shut up, Mary. You ah. we did the ice squinch. She, she made me She's down my stomach. awake. I know. I but she that was her me... tribute to Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> it okay, was... Wave, volume two. No. W A V. Shut the fuck up, you jerky. W A V. Wave, listen to me. Thank you, Kylie. Volume two. Volume two. It's a manga. Kylie. Beep. What's that? It's my titties. I see eyes. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I see eyes too. So this is the new Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo. Straight up. It's a comicology 
Comicsology. Comics, comicsology. I'm He's been drinking. <laughs> I've been drinking. Oh yeah, Scott Snyder signed that deal with <gasps> Comicsology to do a bunch yeah. of original. There's like six or eight that he's doing through Dark Horse. It's, it's Comicsology, and Dark pretty. Horse is going to publish it. This is called Demons. We have demons. Oh, look at it. Is it like we I'm have cockroaches? Oh yeah, no, it's pretty cool. I believe this one's only going to be three issues. I don't know how many. Are they what the other oversized ones are or they're? Um, I mean this. That's. Do they need to the call in right exterminator? And I would say that's a little bigger than a normal book. And then the rest is him explaining his stuff and then, like, the basic outline though. of the first issue. Dude, anytime Capullo gets to draw, like... Is that like, a robot arm? Like, a kind mo- of, yeah. like monsters and stuff? Oh, yeah. What that's is, always fucking sweet. What is this about? So, I, I, I'm going to read this front page for you guys. Okay. Um, Hark, before we start, a warning for the squeamish... <laughs> This is a story about the fall of mankind, the big F.O.M. Not in a poetic sense, though. More in a faces-ripped-off-skulls-and-eaten sense. Or like in the sense that it has the actual demons reaching up and pulling people's guts out through their buttholes. While all around them, the earth cracks open and the sky crashes down in white-hot chunks that turn their friends and family and everyone they love into clouds of blood splatter and burnt hair smell. Like in that sense. But it's also about faith. That's the trigger warning part. Because for some people, like me, faith makes them queasy. So I felt I needed to just put that out there. You have been warned. Now where to start? Um, it, it, it's basically about um, demon hunters. Uh, and it goes back to uh, this. <laughs> I was worried when I read this to explain this because it's very um, baby teeth. Mm-hmm. Like... They start oh, no. here and they go back here and then they come back and then oh but wait here's this it's like my notes on J Michael exactly mm-hmm. yeah that really irritates air <laughs> yes uh, but the the gist of it is um, back when the Big Bang hit there was the I think they call it the halo and the horn and it were these kind of like these comets that that went through and they would. The, if the horn would get... Which one was Sheldon and which one was... <laughs> well, I get it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, but the halo is like the, the good... The, like, the angel. And the horns are the demons. That's Sheldon. Uh, like your book that you read for J. Michael Straczynski. It, the yeah, comet. There, there was very much that, that, that kind of aspect here. It's almost um, like he bled. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, like, they they hit... They talk about, like... Or they, Again, the, Earth it day? starts out, and then she goes back, and then she st- goes back, and then she goes, oh, we need to go back to this point. Of course. But it goes back to Earth, and the the halo lands on Earth, and it's buried, and the, mm-hmm. the horn lands on Earth, and it's buried deeper, but the horn gets out, and it causes, it, it corrupts people, and they become demons. It's Are you saying it penetrated? It penetrated <laughs> deep. <laughs> like, you could say balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, before the demons could take over, the 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 humans found what, what they call the horn, and they took it. Uh, it's kind of like um, lock and key, where I don't okay. know if you want to look through that. Yeah, um, I would like uh, the whispering iron. So so basically, <gasps> I they, they, say whispering eye. <laughs> whispering eye. It's her vagina. It's her vagina. Look at role models. Yeah. Okay. So basically, these people find the halo and they make weapons out of it. They make a thousand swords and spears and axes and whatnot, and it's it they, it's to fight the demons. Uh, and it's about this girl who her father is a minister, 
and he goes off on like trips all over the place and she's trying to figure out what he's doing uh, and Beautiful it's like it's, it's like her her best friend is her dad. She's giving him the Jim Michael. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, Fuck you. you. Um, and she kind of pieces together that he's up to no good, and maybe he's having an affair or something. And her dad. Yeah, okay. and and she she tries to confront him, and he doesn't want to talk about it. And she, they kind of that that's where the relationship takes a dive, and she goes off to college and doesn't really talk to him. Talks to his his new wife, his, her stepmom. And at one point, um, he dies. Like she gets a she gets a call from the the stepmom, and he has died. And so she bad. has to go home, and uh, that's when she finds out that like what he was. She's like he's he's in a cult, and then, no, it's not a cult. They are demon hunters, and this is what was going on. You find, and they keep mentioning her dad's partner is Gus, and he lives in like this. There's like a secret passageway in the church, and then below there, there's like a, even a bigger secret passageway, and that's where Gus lives, and it's like locked up, and it says hell on it. And Gus is a demon, but he's a good demon, and like, and fights to kill people. It's it's, I like I said, it's only gonna be three issues. The first issue was very fun, and the art was beautiful. Capullo's is one of the best. Um, I don't know for me. When comics actually go out and take a take a chance, where it's really when they the funness is, I guess people maybe lose this. The single issue they have color the the um, in his comic right now they have the red is uh, metallic. Yeah. Red is yeah. red. Yeah. No, it's the foil. I, I again, I, I think people forget holding a comic in their hands. I'm a kid of the '90s, man. I'm bringing on the foil comic. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Was... Because it makes you so excited. Well, he talks about this in the, in the back. There's like a little letter about uh, the comicology comicsology yeah. uh, deal, and all the other. There's a bunch of other artists that have have done this thing, and it was it was the worry that up, the industry was going a different way than and that they were worried about and they're like you know what we have all these stories we want to tell mm-hmm. and it was kind of a toss-up between do we do this and tell the stories we want to tell with no n- with no one looking over us like no editorial no nothing like we get to tell our own stories or do we just like go out and take the jobs we can get while we can get them? Right. And they decided to like, hey, let's take a chance and the do idea our is, own shit. The answer is obviously mm-hmm. both. Exactly. Was but. Capullo the one that did the Batman stuff with Scott Snyder? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Capullo is maybe maybe the best at doing like equally good at doing really pretty and then really nasty. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so funny that like Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo said that like at the beginning they couldn't, they didn't think that they could work together yeah. and now it's like they work together on so oh, much yeah. stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're like, they're they're probably like Was the Batman team of the last decade. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. When you think of one, you think of Claremont the Claremont and Byrne and you had oh, yeah. um Bendis and Bagley. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They didn't. That's <gasps> oh what. God. Jeff I remember Johns you guys and, said uh, that... name redacted. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Gary, I guess Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Frank quietly. Grant Morrison. It's, oh yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It, it's a bunch of cool. 
We have the bucket. Um, Try I got my pick first. Pick. has his pick. Yeah, Jesus my pick Christ. was Shut up you guys. Make because, it quick. Because I will. But, I, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking tell <laughs> oh, you guys. Why, how, what are we at? Are we, are we pushing the limit? Uh, no, I know. I'm going to tell you I'm guys just joking. how fucking good Sonic 2 is, you guys. Oh, no my shit. God. Sonic, yes. So, for the longest time, the whole idea of, like, who can crack the code on how to make a good video game movie. They're called Vidya Games. Fucking Sonic has, Sonic has done it twice now, you guys. Really? And I've, I've heard nothing but good about the first one. And the, the first one was a lot of fun. And the second one was is basically them going, <laughs> Did you oh, like it? You guys like the references to the game. So here's all of it. Okay. And the second one just goes kind of bonkers but it's it's it goes in the balls best deep. in the best way <laughs> in the best way it's the best way sweaty balls deep and it, it's so awesome because when you go opening weekend and um we went and you got the fans yeah we went to an early showing so the theater wasn't super full but <laughs> but like when you go and you have a theater full of people with their kids and you know the kids like the movie but all but there's certain things especially the post credit scene for the third one it's like, it's not the kids, it's all the adults that grew up playing the game. They're like, oh shit! It's like, gonna be Knuckles? It's like, gonna be Knuckles? Knuckles is in this Knuckles one. Oh, is, is he in, in this it. one? Yeah. Oh, what yeah. the fuck are they gonna he do? Idris Elba is Knuckles, man. No. Oh. Yes. Are you serious? He is. Oh, he's shit. incredible. He's really fucking good. He's really he's, good. He's the, the closest, I thing, love I, the closest thing I can compare him to. It, his is uh, like Batista as Drax, like where, where, where he's kind of like he's funny because he doesn't understand mm. things. Like that's Knuckles in Sonic Two, where okay. it's like he's funny because he doesn't under he he has no social etiquette at all. Um, like he's kind of the villain, I guess, of the second. But of course, yes. you know, by the end, they're oh, not. Yeah. Um, so. Jim Carrey is back in this one. He goes fucking right. bonkers in it again. Is um. Oh, who's, got, the, who's the main guy from the first one? James Marsden. Yeah, is he, in, he's, is yeah, he back? Th- th- there's a lot less of the people, the human. This is very oh, much like really? a Sonic this story. One, we're going ver- deep. Ver- versus the first okay. one is very much, they're there a lot. Deep. This one is a lot of Sonic and Tails okay. doing Sonic and Tails stuff. Jim Carrey is probably the, the human actor that's in this one the most, as far as the one you see, because he's robotic and he's mm-hmm. got to do shit. Um... This movie is so. I remember really going to the first one. It was the last movie that we saw before the pandemic hit in 2020. Do you and like I'm, Criminal Minds? She Do does. you know Criminal Minds? Yes. Morgan. Morgan is in it. Yeah. He's in it. Really? Who's, who's yeah. Who's Morgan? You don't. Okay, you've watched Criminal Minds, but I you know don't know who, who Morgan is. Well, I don't know who he is in the movie. Was he the guy dating Britta in Community? <laughs> He's the guy. That, I didn't know that he was in it, but I'm just telling you that he's in it. Okay. Anyways, I remember I walking know. out of that theater, being like, "I can't believe!" Like the the only thing I couldn't I couldn't wrap my brain around was like, "Dude, if this movie had come out when I was a kid, I would have like flipped it." You know, I just had I I enjoyed it so much. And then <laughs> an adult. with this second one, it was almost the same thing amplified. It was just like, dude, if I had seen this movie when I was eight years old this would have been the coolest thing i had ever seen like cool you know because like when i was in the 90s when i was a kid sonic was everywhere you know and these movies man have been, are so much fun i think 
they found that perfect blend of like the kids like them, the jokes are funny. Well, I know There's who a lot he of is. nostalgia there. Yeah, Sonic 2 is, is I think if you like the first one, you'll He's like this one. Uh, this one has more action than in the it. the first one, you think? I for me personally, yeah. yes. <laughs> just, just because they went they went full into the game where it was like balls deep. Yeah, balls they did. Deep. They, they they were like, you know, yeah, as far as references to the game, it's they're like, okay, let's just give them everything because they really like that in the first one. So the only reference I have of this movie is Ahmed. Did you never play Sonic? Well, I, of course Come I played on, Sonic. Come but on. my uh, amazing godson, Ahmed, Ahmed was invited to a birthday party who had time. their own theater to see this movie. Oh, nice. And it turns out the kids first were... The second one. The second one, oh, he nice. went there and that's when Brandy went to have, you know, a, uh-huh. a few drinks. But I guess they were so loud because they were so excited that some people came in and said, little kids, don't. But that was the whole theater. <laughs> little kids, yeah. don't. But he loved it. And he mentioned the little people you guys were talking yeah. about. And Ahmed is like... When we stayed... Super excited. After the first one, the post credit scene in the first one was Tails. Tails, yeah. And it was like, Tails. oh, holy shit. And then with this one, I'm not going to give it away because it's still fairly new. Fairly but new. but Isn't the, Tails the same voice actor as the the game? game? Yeah, okay. it's the same. It, it's not... It's, it's the, the same it's, person who's been doing it for like 10 yeah, years. Yeah, since, a, a, yeah. A, good, a good length of time. It's been many, Tails which for... Is the, which is the voice that I know for mm. Tails, so... When Tails was speaking, I was like, this sounds so familiar. And it, it explains out. why I know who this person is. But the one they have for this one, that you, it, it was another one where it was like, motherfucker, I'm in. Like, yeah. So, yeah, Sonic I'm 2 like is it. way worse. Again, if, if the first one wasn't your cup of tea, this one's not going to be. But if it was, this one's this sweet. Is much it's better. fucking I'm just going to cool. say that Katie, yeah. there was a part... Uh, they showed coffee. So okay, so there's this character in the She's first like, one. She's like, "That's Mama's go No, there's this first. There's this character <laughs> in the first one that made lattes for Doctor Robotnik. His name's Agent Stone. Well, he does more than that. But anyways, <laughs> but the coffee, the coffee showed up, and she immediately was like, "It's Agent Stone," and I was like, "Who is that?" And then it panned <laughs> up. It panned up to the person. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's that guy." It was just. I just want to say it was so adorable that she was like, it's this character. I'm like, you recognize. Um, (laughs) Easily the the best video game movies ever made. I know that bar is is set pretty low for that. I I understand. But still, like, these two. Have you seen Street Fighter? Yeah, it's horrible. These two Sonic movies are sweet. Dude. Yeah, and they're, I was talking with Tyler a while ago. Uh, you know, when this was coming, when a while we, when ago, we saw when it, I was married to when him. we saw it, I was like, "Can you imagine how much of a flop that first movie would have been if they, if didn't, they didn't change, change it? it?" Oh my oh, yeah. god, like that, they oh, would yeah. never have gotten that terrible. second movie. They would never have gotten a possibility of a third movie. And I've seen the comparisons. That thing was it was horrible, and that was just Sonic. Let alone when you get into Tails and yeah. knuckles and everything. Like, we don't else. know what Tails could have maybe looked like. We only know what Sonic looked like. Alright, so it's time to pick the creator focus creator for next one. month. I think it's better than Sorry, I was trying to do drum roll. Feels like I haven't picked one in a long time. Okay, this is it. It's been a while. Come on, Grant Morris. I don't think I can hear that. I think I can. Oh, motherfucker. Is it Chris Claremont? <laughs> is it? No. I'm Jonathan excited. Hickman. Damn it. Who's that? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. Who is that? 
Who is that? Secret Wars, baby. Let's go. I've never read that. Secret Wars one of my favorite Marvel comics of all time. Have I read anything from this person? His run on Fantastic Four is fucking sick. Have I read anything from this person? He's done X-Men most recently. I've not read that. Hickman came back to Marvel to do X-Men. Like, this guy left. He's done He did S.H.I.E.L.D. for a long time. I never read that. S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff was great. Hickman will be for a long time because he never finished it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you haven't read Hickman. Jonathan Hickman's really good. If he's written mostly Marvel stuff, I probably have. Secret Wars is the best Marvel event. In the Never last read it. Ten years, easily, easily. They're um, using a lot of it now with the. Uh, I don't know the Secret Wars. It was. Hickman's Secret Wars is phenomenal. It's really good. Um, Mary, you may not have read him. So I didn't. Next week we're gonna be doing our comic book club for Nightwing: The New Order, which was also Nightwing my pick. So. Oh, um, Tyler's just picking everything. I know. I'm up for now. We're going to be doing Jonathan Hickman. So Hickman. stay tuned for that, you guys. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Mary. Hickman. I'm Kylie. Fuck Charles. Fuck you guys. And I fuck Comic Skate. We'll see you fuck next you week. Fuck you all.